on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Dominic Catronio. One step at a time. The Brewers get a win. They needed it. The Colton Wong and Brandon Woodruff game. Wow. 5-1. to one. The Brew Crew wins game one of four in Cincinnati. I mean, what else is there to say, right? Colton Wong has a three-homer game. Brandon Woodruff has his third straight double-digit strikeout game. Five hit, er, five runs, four hits. Three of them were Colton Wong. Did his job tonight. Granted, the Brewers did draw five walks in this game. Uh, so they were getting on base in other ways, and that's how we got two two-run homers in this contest. But Colton Wong was everything. Adamas was the only other one with a hit. Because are you really surprised? Of course. We've talked a lot about the fact that somebody else needs to get hot in this offense to help out Willie Adamas. And if it's Colton Wong, I'm in. Sign me up. Because as we've talked about, it will lengthen out the order. Putting Adamas in the two-hole, keeping Wong in that five spot means he provides protection for Renfro or Telez. Not necessarily power protection. You're not expecting home runs every night, but if he's seeing the ball well, if he's hitting it hard, if he's spraying it all over the place, granted today was three pole homers pretty much at the same spot, if he can find the barrel again, that's the support that the Brewers are looking for. And now with just 12 games to go, the time is now. There is urgency. They are 80 and 70 now. The Reds are 59 and 91. Want to have your participation in the show as well? Be with you for about an hour tonight. 855-616-1620. Once again, 855 855- 616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can call us, you can text us, you can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. Uh, one text already in from Mike in Colorado. We normally do MVPs after games, and, well, this is the most easy MVP uh, vote ever between Colton Wong and Brandon Woodruff. Pitching-wise, it's Woodruff. Hitting-wise, it's Colton Wong because they're the only two guys. Mike says, though, Especially over the last couple of months, MVP pitching vote goes to Brandon Woodruff. Colton Wong, fabulous. Can the crew sneak in with 9-3 and three or 8-4 and four in the last 12 games? That's only if San Diego or Philly goes into a tailspin. Stranger things have happened. Yes, stranger things have happened. Going 8-4, and four, I don't see it happening because, again, that would require the, the team that you're chasing, let's say it's Philly, Philly to go 3-8. and eight over their last 11 games. So, I yes, they're playing the Mets coming up this weekend, so there is an opportunity for that. But it, I, I, you just got to win as many games as you can. I think 10-2 and two should, should get the job done. But this is the hole that the Brewers have dug themselves. They, can, they don't control their own fate, meaning they can win as many games as they want, but they're still trailing. They need help no matter what happens. They will need help elsewhere. Whereas the Phillies and the Padres, it remains the same. Just win, and they're in. The Brewers need to win and get help. So 9-3 is probably the fringe of being just enough. You would need a whole lot of help in a tailspin and something in that regard to happen, but that should be the target right now. It should be at least nine wins in these final 12 games, which would mean a sweep against these Reds. Going, trying to go 2-0 and against the Cardinals, but let's say you go 1-1 one one against the Cardinals. Then you save one loss for Sandy Alcantara. So, boom, you got to win every other game, which is a tall task, but that's what the Brewers have left themselves to do here down the stretch. 
855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Doug texting in as well. Colton Wong, five, Reds, one. Yep, absolutely. Didn't think this guy would be back next year, but he has really turned it around. Woodruff looks like the best pitcher in baseball right now. Now get Burns going again, and there's a chance. Reds look primed to be swept. Take advantage of it. I agree with the last statement. Reds, look, they, they're not a good hitting team. They don't have enough bullpen to keep you in the game. Granted, the Brewers are seeing all of their main arms. They saw Hunter Green tonight. They'll see Mike Miner, a lefty, tomorrow. They'll see Graham Ashcraft coming up on Saturday as well, who's one of their top prospects. So keep in mind, you're seeing some of the best ones. And then Nick Lodolo, who shoved against the Brewers already twice this year, another lefty, getting the ball on Sunday. So it's not going to be easy against those guys, but the fact that the Reds' offense is stuck in neutral right now, you want to make sure you take advantage of this. But when it comes to, uh, didn't think this guy will be back next year, no. I don't think Colton Wong will be back next year on a $10 million team option. That's just my thought right now. Uh, I think he's a free agent to be, uh, but crazier things have happened. I just don't see it happening for the lack of value in the glove. Yes, he's getting hot, but you got to look at the entire body of work as well. we got plenty more to go here on the show. We're going to get more texts, more calls, your tweets as well. And Vinny Rotino, fresh off the call on television, will be joining us here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. High drive, deep right field, off the bat of Colton Wong, and way gone. Colton Wong, an elevated fastball at 98, turned on it and sent it way out of here. The first of three on the night for Colton Wong tonight. What a win for the Brew Crew. 5-1. to one. It was all via home run tonight, of course, all via Colton Wong. I mean, we're going to say it all night long. That was the only story of the game in this one, aside from Brandon Woodruff absolutely dominating as well. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Again, 855-616-1620. I'm Dominic Catronio. Right now, pleased to be uh, joined by Vinny Rotino coming up here on uh, Brewers Extra Innings. Vinny just got finished with the television call. A fun one tonight. Colton Wong, man. What, what's gotten into this man? I don't know what's gotten into him, but I like to see it. I mean, I'm looking at his spray chart. I'm just kind of going through his spray chart. Last year, he hit some home runs more to, to right center, but this year, they're kind of clustered uh, you know, all down that right field line, and you know what? He he showed the ability to do that last year. He's so quick inside. He's, he's, he's just so balanced, and he's got short arms. Believe it or not, that's a thing that scouts look at, front offices look at when uh, deciding whether or not to acquire a player is how, how long their arms are. It just takes them a less amount of time to get to that pitch or to those inside pitches, and Cole Wong uh, did that tonight three times. Uh, just a great job by him. Obviously, and then uh, you know Woodruff was absolutely nasty as well. But but Colton showing some signs of life. I understand that you know you're probably and I'm in the same camp. Probably not going to pick up that team option for ten mil. But there's a two million dollar buyout. I mean, there. I, I mean, Colton Long's had a really nice season. If you take away uh, April, he he really struggled in April. He had like a 500 OPS through first 77 at bats of of the season this year. Um, and and you take those away, and he's had around an 800. OPS, very productive player offensively. Obviously, the defense needed to be a little more consistent this year. But you know what? Hey, let's ride the hot hand. Him and him and Willie carry him to the playoffs. That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, it's looking like that right now. 
And the Brewers drawing five walks, including a couple of walks ahead of Colton Wong's first two home runs in this game. They struck out ten times against a young you know, growing pitcher in Hunter Green. It seems like every time the Brewers have seen Hunter Green, he's kind of tweaked something. And quite frankly, yes, he gets the loss. He pitched very, very well tonight. Only the two hits being uh, a check swing, little excuse me, by Willie Adamas, a home run by Colton Wong, and then three walks, eight strikeouts. He threw a few more change-ups today, a lot of sliders as usual. This kid's going to be a problem for a long time for the Brewers. They're glad to be done with him now for this season. Yeah, Lodolo obviously is looking like a a top-of-the-arm rotation, and then Hunter Green as well. As you mentioned, Dom, he is developing every time out. Uh, That's what 23-year-old pitchers that are 6'4", 230, with really nice, smooth, clean deliveries and and a great arm. is blessed with a great arm, my goodness. Um, I mean, it is effortless at 100. You know, for him to throw 91 pitches, and I think his last fastball was 100 miles an hour, um, this is an arm that the Brewers are going to have to contend with in the, in the NL Central for a long time. And as soon as he starts to develop a little bit more feel for that slider, I mean, it just comes and goes, right? It's all over the place. One time he throws a nasty one, you would probably put a 60 grade on it, and then the next one's a 40 grade where it backs up, he pulls off of it. He tries to make it too nasty. Um, so when he's more consistent with those pitches, with those secondary pitches, and he continues to develop the changeup, he's going to be a force um, in all of baseball, especially in the NL Central for the Brewers. All right, we've talked long enough without talking about Brandon Woodruff. I mean, three straight starts with double-digit strikeouts. Uh, you're out there. What are you imagining he's feeling? What is he saying? Because this has been arguably – the most important player on the Brewers, I mean, between him and Willie Adamas in the second half, because every single time he has pitched in the second half, you feel like, yeah, we're going to win tonight. That's how the Brewers are feeling right now when Woodruff takes the mound. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. And and another reason that I know we've talked about, but it kind of goes under the radar, is his ability to to save the bullpen. I mean, you used Strzelecki tonight, you used Bush tonight, and then you used Cousins tonight because you did have the four-run lead, so you still saved Williams. Um, you, you have a fresh Rogers. So, I mean, it, it, all those arms that were taxed from all the, all that usage from that last home stand are now getting an extra day of rest, right? So that is a big deal. Every time Woodruff take, has taken the mound recently, that has been a factor in his starts is that the bullpen gets a little bit extra rest. Strzelecki seems like he has a rubber arm, by the way. I mean, his stuff was better tonight, and he's thrown three out of four now. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Woodruff is very important. And the other thing is he, he lifts up this group, right? The fact that he does give you a chance to win, the fact that he is such a competitor out there and so focused, everyone feeds off that. Everyone looks to that. Everyone sees how, how focused he is and how much he is executing. It's one thing to be focused, but it's another thing to deliver and actually execute, right? I kind of equate it to like a Tiger Woods on a Sunday or something, right? You know he's focused, but you, you know he's also going to birdie like 10 out of the last 12 holes or something. That's what similar to what Brandon Woodruff is doing right now. I think that's a really good metaphor for it. Three straight starts with double-digit strikeouts. He joins Giovanni Gallardo, no surprise, Corbin Burns, no surprise, which was earlier this season, and now Brandon Woodruff. And if you count out the days right now, and based on if you go on every fifth day, because the Brewers have an off day coming up on Monday, so if you go five days, not five games, that with with four days of rest, he would start as of now, which maybe they'll push him back one day, 
the first game against St. Louis on Tuesday. Do you think, I mean, that lineup's hard to strike out. Do you think he can get four straight double-digit strikeout games the way he's throwing it right now? Ooh, the way he's throwing it right now, I think he, I think he would punch out 10 from, you know, a, any lineup. I think, um, I mean, we saw it against the Yankees. That's a really good lineup. Uh, I think he, I think he'd certainly do it against the, um, the, the Cardinals. I want, I want to ask you a question down. I mean, like I brought this up on the broadcast. Do you think, you know, if, if he needed to go on short rest that he could, and, and do you think the, uh, that Craig council would do that to him? You know, I, I was looking at the dates. I was looking at the calendar. The only way that he would be able to start the last day of the season would be if they start him on Tuesday, on the fifth day, which would be normal rest for him. They would have to have him go on short rest on Saturday, October 1st, which would be then short rest again on the 5th, which would be on the 4th day. So it would be back-to-back two starts on short rest. And quite frankly... You do kind of need to do that, but also I wonder if you want to try to set it up for him to start on normal rest on the 4th to say if there is it because it's going to come down to the last three games, right? right? You're going to need every win possible, and quite frankly, if you don't if you don't win 161 most likely, you're not going to have a chance to play 162. What if the Brewers are kind of left at the altar, if you will, of Brandon Woodruff getting ready to start in that finale, I, I would like to see him pitch the day before the finale, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And I, you know what? I'm sure that they're thinking along these same lines, Dom, um, because you just got to leave it all, leave it all out there. I mean, it's um, it's an opportunity to get in the playoffs. You saw CC Sabathia do this back in 2008. He pitched like four in a row on three days rest. It was it was quite incredible. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to do the same thing. Yeah, your former teammate, uh, the uh, CC Sabathia. Uh, yeah. A text line coming in asking, Mike asking in Colorado, can Brandon Woodruff get to 250 strikeouts? No, because remember, he did miss a month this year. So uh, he's going to be hovering just over, he's going to be pushing, it'll be a heck of a push to get to 200 strikeouts. He's now at 173. Uh, with probably three more starts this season at the most. So that would be a heck of a story to get to in the final three starts, to have nine starts, nine strikeouts per start to close out the season. Is, yes or no, can he, can he get to 200 strikeouts, Vinny? I think he can. I, I definitely think he can. Ooh. I mean, I think, yeah, what? I think he's just the way that he's throwing Dom. And, and then, I mean, I know he missed a month, but he's also going to get some Cy Young Award votes, right? I mean, he'll get a few, right? I just think he is that. Yeah, if Degrom's going to get votes, he deserves yeah. a look too. I'm yeah. not saying he's going to get more votes than Degrom, but for a guy that's missed time, who's been just as important to his team, I, I get what you're saying there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, for All sure. Right, we got more to talk about. We got Eric Lauer coming off the injured list tomorrow. Devin Williams hasn't pitched in almost a week now. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about other stuff at the wild card race right now. Uh, the Padres already lost earlier today. The Phillies and the Braves are in the bottom of the eighth right now in a one nothing game with the Phillies in front. So I've got eyes on that game right now. we got a lot to talk about still with Vinny Rettino. Don't go anywhere on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Pitch. Long and drive out to right. This is a rocket. It gets back there. Hits off the top of the wall and it's gone. A two-home run night for Colton Wong. He's driven in all four in this game. The Brewers lead it four to nothing. You know, the flying Hawaiian is taken. 
you know, by Shane Victorino, obviously. We got to think of a Hawaiian themed nickname for Colton. Something that isn't, you know, partially trademarked at this point. I'm Dominic Catronio with Vinny Rettino. This is Brewers Extra Innings rolling on here. We'll be with you till the top of the hour until 10 o'clock tonight after a Brewers 5 to 1 victory for, uh, the first game of the four-game set against the Reds. They've got Eric Lauer getting activated off the injured list tomorrow. It'll be his first time pitching in just over two weeks. Uh, you were there at the ballpark today, Vinny. What's the word from Craig Council and company about what to expect from Eric Lauer tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, uh, they were just talking about the fact that he's thrown bullpens. He was shut down for three, four days, and then he just started throwing bullpens, got on the mound, and he is uh, just ready to go. There was no real talk about how long he's going to go. Um, I just, there's going to, it's going to kind of be a wait and see how he shows up tomorrow. And you mentioned the bullpen saver quality that Brandon Woodruff has and the fact that he's able to, you know, Pierce just like he's been great. Matt Bush, good to see him back and healthy. But now the Brewers do have a pretty full complement, including a guy lurking in the back of the bullpen. Devin Williams, who hasn't pitched since Saturday against the Yankees. How does that affect the closer? I mean, can that be detrimental in a way to Devin not pitching in five days? It could for sure. I mean, especially you, you lose the feel for your your stuff. You lose the release point at times. But, look, I think Devin Williams has been so locked in at this point. He's gone through stretches where he hasn't thrown in a while, and he's gone out there and, and thrown well. But then at the same time, he's thrown in regular rest, and then he can't find his release point in some of those outings too. So I think Devin Williams just – it's more mechanical for him. I think it's more timing for him with that release point. Um, so I think he'll be fine with this long layoff. It just depends on where he's at with with his mechanics and, and the timing of the the lower half with the upper half. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, that changeup is just too good. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Now I'm watching live right now Atlanta and Philly. Atlanta is down to its last out in the top of the ninth. A little flare into right base hit for Ozuna. So the Braves are alive. They've got a chance. They'll have the go-ahead run at the plate against Jose Alvarado. How dejecting would it be for the Brewers once again to get a win, but the team they're chasing, Philadelphia, to also get a win? And, and nonetheless, against the Atlanta Braves and shutting them out, out-dueling Max Freed. It's not over yet, but let's say the result holds. Take me into the feeling of like, oh my goodness, we can't gain <laughs> any ground on these guys. Dom, this is what I'll say about this whole thing, because it feels like the Brewers are kind of like snake bit a little bit because every time they lose a game that they should win, all of a sudden uh, the Phillies lose or vice versa. If they win and they're dominant and they show like they're a playoff team like they showed tonight and then the Phillies are on the verge of winning. So that is a dejecting feeling. However, if the Brewers make it in, they're going to have to win a bunch of games in a row because, you know, the Phillies are still a good ball club. So if they do that, they, you know what? They have momentum on their side. This is all hypothetical. I don't know if they're going to make it in. They just have to get hot right now, and they have to get hot for the rest of the season. And if they do that, they'll ride that wave into the playoffs and maybe make a run. We'll see. The other thing, too, to remember is that everything's kind of getting squished now, too, with San Diego losing today. They are technically in the second wild card spot. Philly's in the third. So if this result holds, again, Philly's up one nothing with one out to get in the top of the ninth. And 
everything now from the two seed to the four seed, as in the four seed being out of the playoffs, will only be separated by three games with 12 games to go. It takes one sweep. It takes one bad week. And granted, there's only two weeks left. But it happens in the blink of an eye. We've seen crazy stuff happen specifically. We've seen it happen with the Phillies, too. We have. The Phillies have been known to blow leads, that's for sure. And in the Padres as well. I mean, last year the Padres really blew it at the end, really the whole second half. I mean, they were 10, 12 games under 500 at the end of the day. I don't think the the, the Padres are going to kind of tank and do that this year. I think that the team to catch is the Phillies. Uh, but here's the thing, like I just said, if the Brewers – if the Brewers get super hot and just all of a sudden start winning every single game, they will get in. And if that is the case, they will get hot and ride that wave in the playoffs. That is all, you know, that they can do. If they honestly, I think their magic number that they can lose, if that's even a thing, Dom, is is probably three. If they lose three of these next thirteen was it twelve or thirteen? Sorry, I just lost. Twelve track. now, yep. Yeah. So if they lose three, they're done. Maybe if you know. I think two. I think they can lose two. I think they got to go ten and two, and they're in. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that before we had you on. I agree. I think ten and two is a good number to shoot for and to strive for. Uh, real quick, the the texter Mike wanted to correct uh, about Corbin Burns getting the two hundred fifty strikeouts, but ironically enough, it's the exact same number crunch that he also needs twenty seven strikeouts over his final three starts to make it to two hundred fifty strikeouts. So I think the number that Burns would really like to get to, which he's 18 innings away from, is 200 innings. Am I right in that assumption? In, in that assessment? Yeah, he talked about that. How he didn't really like the uh, the fact that you know he was getting extra rest. He wanted to go extra, you know, all the starts. Wanted to go on uh, the normal rest, five man rotation type of thing. Because look, he deserved it. Cy Young. Um, he's pitched like it most of the year recently. He's been a little bit off. Um, I think he can definitely get to that you know, nine strikeout per next three starts to get to 250. But um, I definitely agree with you, Dom. He wants to probably get to the 200 innings as well. All right, Vinny, we'll let you go here. I'm trying to stall because it's now 3-2-2 outs. Man on first, top of the ninth. Philly's up one nothing. The pitch to Robbie Grossman. He chases a high fastball. He got hosed on a bad strike call. You'll see that on umpire scorecard tonight on the pitch prior. It should have been ball four, but the Phillies end up winning, so the Brewers don't get any ground on the wild card. They get a little closer to San Diego, but they are still two and a half, essentially three and a half games back of a playoff spot with 12 to go <sighs> exhale <laughs> they need to go 10 and 2 here we go all right buckle up Vinny. get some rest we'll hear you on television again tomorrow thanks for your time tonight and uh we'll see you tomorrow see you tomorrow Dom. all right Vinny Rettino joining us on brewers extra innings more to come your texts your calls your tweets as well don't go anywhere the home of the brewers wtmj this is brewers extra innings on wtmj stretched out and goes the runner ball is hit in the air to shallow right charging his Renfro makes the catch he will toss it to first to double off Friedel and the Brewers with a double play I do want to talk about that play here on Brewers Extra Innings welcome in I'm Dominic Catronio 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you want to join in on the show uh, that play the double play into right field that the runner was moving, 
and Renfro had a really easy double play. Given the runner was moving and the ball was in the air for a while, you may be thinking, well, how the heck did they turn two with a man moving and you just turn around and go back to first, right? Well, Colton Wong had a perfect deke at second base. So he was going over to cover the bag as if the you know if there was a throw coming down and the ball wasn't put in play. He deked it perfectly that because Friedel never looked into the plate to see where the ball was going, Colton Wong acted like he was turning too and like shuffling over to the bag. And it forced TJ just to hesitate for a brief moment thinking the ball was hit on the ground like it was supposed to. And then it was far too late when he realized the ball was in the air. He tried to retreat and turn back. Renfro saw it the whole way. An accurate throw to first base. Little things like that help you win games. Not three-run homers, three-homer games. Now, don't get me wrong. Those are great. I'm always going to take those. But if this was a tight contest, if this was a one nothing game, if this was a 2-1 to game, those little plays are going to save you runs, especially given the next batter, Kyle Farmer, hit a home run. So there's a chance that it could have been even more damage against Brandon Woodruff. But in the end... It's one of those things that it's not it's not going to be highlighted because Colton Wong hit three homers in this game, but I wanted to make sure we pointed that out here on the post-game show. In case you were wondering, yes, it is Colton Wong's first career three-homer game. I've got the full list here, and I want some participation on this if you're still up with us. I've got the full list of three-homer games by Brewers hitters all time. And I, t- I tweeted this, the last player to have a three-homer game, no surprise, Christian Yelich, 2019 season, uh, against the Cardinals back on April 15th. Do you have a guess? You can text it to us. You can tweet me at Dom underscore Catronio. Text us at 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Who do you think has the most three homer games in Brewers history? We'll reveal the answer a little bit later on in the show. But again, our trivia question tonight, as we're with you to the top of the hour, who do you think has the most three homer games all time in Milwaukee Brewers history? You can tweet me, you can text us, and uh, I, I, I'm really encouraged to see if somebody can get this one right. I think this is a fun one. This should be uh, a good question. Going to the text line as well, Craig and Oshkos give us another uh, full analysis of what he thinks about the odds for final win totals. He did this during our Brewers Weekly last week as well. But, Craig, uh, his numbers gauging out the win-loss record for the winning percentage at this point for the Phillies, applying to a season long of 89 wins projected for the Phillies. The Padres are also projected to win 89 games according to his uh, winning percentage tally. The Brewers would need a minimum of 90 wins to avoid a tie, thus going 10-2 and over the final 12 games. Yes, I agree with that, Craig. I appreciate all the analysis here. I would encourage you to check out the Pythagorean run-scored analysis, too, to see how many wins the Phillies are expected to have and the Brewers are have based on your run differential. You can really get lost in the sauce on that one, too. But I appreciate participation there, Craig. Also, uh, Rico joining in here on the text line as well. They need to win at least 10 of their final 12. The Phillies still suck, so go Brewers. I love that. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Look, this is a thing that I said it just a moment ago. The Brewers do not control their own fate. All you can ask is if they play well. If they can finish 9-3, and 10-2, and two, if it turns out to not be enough, you're going to look back at June. You're going to look back at August. You're even going to look back a little bit in early July, and you look at the Giants series, too. Where you're thinking like, man, 
There's just a couple of games somewhere. A bleeder, a game you should have won, a ball that was called a strike, a strike that was called a ball, a ball, that, an error. You know, just it's amazing. The 162 game season always comes down to the final week. There's always something that you always want to look back on. So I agree. I think 10's got to be the target at this point. 10 out of the next 12 has got to get it done. So uh, we're going to have highlights coming up in just a little bit. We're going to hear from Craig Council as well. More to come here on the Home of the Brewers. But first, one more reminder on our trivia question. I would like to see some participation on this. You can tweet me as well at Dom underscore Catronio, D-O-M underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O, or you can text us, 855-616-1620. The trivia question is this. With Colton Wong hitting three home runs tonight, who has the most three homer games as a brewer in franchise history? Again, who has the most three homer games as a brewer in franchise history? A couple of texts rolling in. We'll talk about the answer coming up in just a moment here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Brewers get a 5-1 win tonight. Three homer game from Colton Wong. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio. We're with you to the top of the hour. And I've got a trivia question for you. No one's got it right yet, by the way. A few texts have rolled in. Here's the question. Who has the most three homer games in Brewers franchise history? I'll give you a hint. Doug, Rob Deere is incorrect. Richie Sexton is incorrect. Those are your two hints. All right, so keep keep trying. Who has the most three homer games in Brewers history? It's not Richie Sexton, and it's not Rob Deere. Keep trying. We're going to listen to Craig Council. Of course, the Brewers get a huge win tonight, 5-1. to one. Colton Wong is the man of the hour. Let's hear from the manager, though, after this win for the crew. Our home runs is uh, pretty incredible. Um, definitely a one-man show on offense tonight. Um, but that's how it works, you know, when you hopefully you have a you know a bunch of guys that can and do damage, and um, tonight it was Colton's turn. He said out there that on the homestand, especially in the Mets series, he felt like he had at-bats where things were maybe close. Yeah. Um, did you did you see that? I mean, I'm not sure you can anticipate a three-homer game, but did you feel like... Yeah, I mean, I, look, he swung the bat really well against right-handed pitching this year. Um, had a really good Yankee series, and he probably missed some pitches he thought he should have hit in the Mets series, but um, he didn't. obviously didn't miss balls tonight. To be able to get him going and, and continue this kind of this hot stretch, uh, how big is that for you guys coming down? Well, I mean, I, like I said, it's it's not, you know, it's not him going. He's he's been going. Um, you know, it's just guys stepping up when you need it and um, providing big big offense and big hits. Um, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be different guys on different nights. And Willie's carried a big load here. Colton had a pretty good home stand as well, but um, tonight was back to Colton again. A lot of strikeouts from the two pitchers early on. It was quite a performance by both of those guys, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought Woody, you know, he he did. He was punching guys out. You know, they weren't they were aggressive kind of in the first inning, and then it, then it took some pitches to get through some innings. But he was, you know, they 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 had bats running and a lot of bats running and strikeout, and he, he had good stuff. His slider was really good tonight. What? How do you describe just you know the stretch that he's put together here? 
Um, you know, over the last four or five, it's been double digit strikeouts now for three straight. Yeah, he's just I mean, he's been getting better. I mean, we, he he came back after the injury and was good. Um, and, and if if you can say he's getting better than that, he he probably is. So um, he's doing it at a, at the right time and at a big time for us. All right, we got an answer. A few folks have got it right, but. I want to see if our caller might know the answer as well. 855-616-1620 if you want to participate here on the show as well. The trivia question is, who has the most three homer games in Brewers franchise history? Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? And what do you have to say here on Brewers Extra Innings? Say that again, Dom. One more time. We got you on the line? Yes. There we go. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I've been a Roger, and I'm calling from Burlington. And Ben Ogilvy would be the guy. I think we can barely hear him, Justin. I think we'll have to move on. Sorry, we had a bad connection on that one. We'll move on. But we do have an answer here in the text line. I want to chat the answer. Three homer game. A couple folks texted it right. Ben Ogilvy. Yes, Ben Ogilvy. He used to hit some moonshots back in the day. Ben Ogilvy hit three three-homer games in his career, all coming in a span of 1979 to 1983. That is the answer. A great variety of questions on here as well. Doug got it right. Another texter got it right before you, Doug, as well. I saw Sixto Lescano was a great guess. Ryan Braun, of course. Prince Fielder. Shockingly, get this. I think this might be reputation. Prince Fielder only had one three-homer game as a Brewer. Doesn't it feel like more? And how about this, too? In, of the 22 ever three-homer games now by Brewers, including Colton Wong tonight, there has been one that the Brewers actually lost the game that the guy had a three-homer game in. Paul Molitor, <laughs> 1982, against the Kansas City Royals. He hit three homers, and the Brewers lost 9-7. to seven. So thanks for everyone's fun participation on that one. Ben Ogilvy is the answer. Cecil Cooper was a good guess, too. Uh, Yelich would have been a fair guess, but he's only done it once as, as a brewer. So thanks for the participation. We're going to relive the highlights coming up next here. Don't go anywhere on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Well, when Colton Wong hits three home runs in a game and a 5-1 win, the Brewers only had four hits, and he had three homers. Do the math. What do you think the highlights are going to be about? Of course, Colton Wong had himself a night. His first career three-homer game in game one against the Reds tonight. Let's go back to the first one. Second inning. Advantage in the count. After a leadoff walk to Hunter Renfro, Colton Wong started the party in the second. High drive, deep right field, off the bat of Colton Wong, and way gone. Colton Wong, an elevated fastball at 98, turned on it and sent it way out of here. Great encouraging to see. That was number 13 on the year, one shy of a career high for him. He was far from done, though. Meanwhile, Brandon Woodruff was dominating. He would collect 11 strikeouts in this game. Third straight game with double-digit Ks for Brandon Woodruff, tying a Brewers record for a starter to go three straight starts 
matching those numbers with Giovanni Gallardo and Corbin Burns. We go to the sixth inning now. Colton Wong, there goes that man again. The 1-0 pitch. Wong, a drive out to right. This is a rocket. It gets back there, hits off the top of the wall, and it's gone. A two-home run night for Colton Wong. He's driven in all four in this game. The Brewers lead it four to nothing. Hey, it doesn't matter if it gets out by two feet or 200 feet. A homer's a homer, and he's got two bombs at this point in the game. Brewers are rolling at this point. They're up 4-0. Brandon Woodruff is on fire. Things got a little weird, though, in the bottom of that sixth inning. T.J. Friedel is aboard after a rare walk from Brandon Woodruff, and he decides, the Reds decide to put him in motion. They have the hit and run on. They try to get Jonathan India, and, well, quite frankly, Colton Wong might have saved the day with a little deke at second base. One of the rare double plays you'll see in baseball. Fully stretched out. There goes the runner. Ball is hit in the air to shallow right. Charging as Renfro makes the catch. He will toss it to first to double off Friedel. And the Brewers with a double play. It was one of those where with the runner going, he never picked up the ball in the air. It's caught by Renfro thanks to Colton Wong acting like he had the ball at second base. However, Kyle Farmer would add a solo homer just one batter later to make it on the board for the Reds 4-1. to one. We go now to the eighth inning. It's still a 4-1 game. Brewers would love some insurance as their bullpen is into the contest at this point. Colton Wong, yep, he did it again. 1-0 pitch, high drive, right field. If it's fair, it's gone, and it is a fair ball. A three-home run night for Colton Wong. The first of his career, plenty of time to ring the bell for Colton Wong. He has a new career high, 15 homers hit now this season. Don't forget, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and donate money into the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate today at samilwaukee.org. Fast forwarding to the ninth inning now. Jake Cousins in a non-save situation, giving another day of rest for Devin Williams, was on to finish this one off. Cousins comes set in the pitch. Ground ball to second base. Colton Long has it. Sets his feet. Fires to first. And the Brewers have won their 80th game of the season. And they take game one of this four-game series by a final score of 5-1. to one. It was the Colton Long show. Of course he assists on the final out of the game. Brewers win by a final of 5-1. to one. As we mentioned, just four hits in this game. Three of them belong to Colton Wong. The other, a Willie Adamas single. Five runs on four hits. No errors. They left four runners on base. They were just one for two with runners in scoring position. As for the Reds, they were one run on four hits, one error. They left five runners on base. The winner, Brandon Woodruff. He's got 12 wins on the year. The loser, Hunter Green, his 13th loss of the year. A tidy one, two hours and 50 minutes. Just shy of 10,000 were on hand at Great American Ballpark. We'll wrap up Brewers Extra Innings after this on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Fun show tonight. Wins are always fun to recap, especially historic performances like the one we saw from Colton Wong and Brandon Woodruff tonight. Colton Wong, three-homer game. Brandon Woodruff, his third straight double-digit strikeout contest as well. And the Brewers played very, very, very well in this one. The bullpen held their own, too. Peter Streslecki, Jake Cousins, seeing Matt Bush healthy again is huge. Trying to keep things moving in the right direction. 
Let's talk about tomorrow's game, shall we? The Brewers getting ready for game two of this series, and they will go with the new uh, activation off the injured list. It'll be Eric Lauer getting ready to go. A battle of southpaws tomorrow with Mike Miner going on the other side for the Reds. Lauer has been dealing with inflammation in his elbow, but he is back and healthy and good to go. He was never... He was shut down for three, four days, but never really stopped throwing aside from those four days. So he's been throwing bullpens. No one's really revealed how long he's going to go, but he's missed just beyond the minimum time for the Brew Crew. That game starts tomorrow at 5.40 for the first pitch right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Then on Saturday, the Brewers will be throwing Corbin Burns against one of the top prospects of the Reds, Graham Ashcraft. And then Sunday, things will finish up for the Brew Crew against Nick Lodolo and the undefeated TBD going for the Brewers. Depends on what they want to do with Ashby. Depends on what they want to do with uh, maybe Jason Alexander. If they want to call him back up, things are to be decided for the Brew Crew on Sunday. So keep that in mind for the rest of the weekend. The Brewers need a sweep, plain and simple. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. Who needs to get it done for the Brew Crew? They all need to, but seeing Colton Wong helping out his buddy Willie Adamas is going to be a development worth watching because, look, Willie can't do it alone. He's hitting over 300 for his last month. He's got an OPS right near 1,000 for the last month, too. The rest of the team is below league average. So to get some help for Willie will be the key for the Brewers to try to pull off a miracle run to get them into the postseason. Our coverage tomorrow begins at 5.05, same time as it did today. And I'll be back with you again tomorrow night for Brewers Extra Innings after the game. Then on Saturday, coverage will begin also at 5.05 with, once again, Brewers Extra Innings after the game. And on Sunday, we'll have coverage beginning at 12.05. No warm-up on that day, just straight into baseball pretty much. 12.05 for a 12.40 first pitch. And then extra innings after that game. That will lead you to Green Bay game day coming up after the game as well for the Packers. They play at 3.30 on Sunday. So we will take you from Brewers extra innings on Sunday all the way to the end of the Packer game. So that way, Gabe and Homer can take over for the post-game show for the uh, Packers getting ready to uh, play Week 3 action coming up later this week. There's no other way to put it. The Brewers need to win a lot of games, and it seems like the consensus tonight here on the text line, Bob as well on the north side saying, look, you need to see them win 10, but I think the Phillies would still have to lose at least 5 for the Brewers to have a shot. You're absolutely right. It's not like the Phillies are playing bad baseball right now, and they just shut out a very good team in the Atlanta Braves. They're 81 and, or 82 and 67 now. They've clinched a winning record. You look at, you got three more games this weekend against the Braves, and then things ease up. They get to go to Chicago against the Cubs, to Washington for four with the Nationals. So then they finish things up with the Astros. But keep one thing in mind. Yes, the Astros have virtually clinched the one seed in the American League. They will not play for a week, which means they may be setting up their rotation in those three games against the Phillies, knowing that all three of those guys are going to be not pitching again for another week. So they might see the main arms. They might see Verlander. They might see Valdez. They might see Christian Javier. It's not going to be a rollover at the end of the year, but that's why this weekend is so important for the Brewers to send a message and go 4-0 against the Reds. You can't control what the Phillies do against the Braves, but if you can go 4-0 and they end up going 2-2 or something like that, boom, 
You're just a game and a half back after the tiebreaker, and the race really feels like it would be on. Buckle up. We ain't going anywhere. 12 games to go. You've made it this far. You've made it this far in a 162-game season. You want to bail out now? No. 12 games to go. Let's have some fun. Hope to see you at the ballpark next week, too. But in the meantime, we'll be right here each of the next three games over the weekend getting ready for Brewers' extra innings after every game before the off day coming up on Monday. The final road trip of the year. Just getting started with a big historic effort from Colton Wong. For Justin Pottinger back in our studios, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thank you for listening to Brewers Extra Innings. Until next time, keep on swinging.